Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy that you've joined us. My name's Dan Carson. I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters, and I have with me tonight Micah Powell. Hey, what's up, guys? And Chris Vines. What's up? Well, tonight, we're going to be talking about the holidays. They're just around the corner. If we've planned everything out right, this episode is going to drop right before Thanksgiving. And so we know that a lot of people are thinking about the holidays, what's going to be happening, and I know, especially with the coronavirus, that has changed a lot of things. I sat down with my pastor just recently to find out what that's going to look like for us. Um, there's so many things that we're used to doing, but there's so many things that we have to back away from. So tonight, as we look at approaching the holidays, we're going to talk about some ideas that have worked in years past so that if you're listening to this and the coronavirus is no more, that it's become a distant memory then you'll still find some value in here. Um, But if you're listening as you're leading into Christmas 2020 or even Thanksgiving 2020, um, that you're going to have some ideas that are hopefully going to help you as we think about uh, these things together. You know, I know this has been a a tough year. Who in the world would have thought that we would still be talking about COVID as we reach the fall? I was thinking, well, it's going to be high school football and college football, and we're going to be back and everything's going to go just fine. But here we are finding it still. In Arkansas, our numbers continue to spike. In other places around the country, they're facing the same thing and even around the world. And so I just want to give you a word of encouragement. You have done a lot to help your students during this time. You have pivoted. You have worked in ways that maybe you never even thought about working. You have reached out to your students. You've given them hope. You've given them encouragement. And as we approach this holiday season, you're going to be able to do the same. We believe in you. We're praying for you. We love you. And we care about what happens to you and your students. And so tonight is, is about that. We, we want to provide just some ideas that can hopefully help you in this process. But before we get to that, you know, we've got to ask, I've got to ask these guys some questions to get us thinking and really for you to know us a little bit better. So I've got two that are kind of holiday themed because that's where we're going with this episode. The first one is what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Micah, I want to start with you on this one. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, food. Food. Yep. I think it's the best answer we can get right there. Man. I can give a better one. <laughs> dressing is really good. I love dressing. Dressing, oh man, like stuffing, dressing, depending on where you are in America, how you say that. But, uh, you know, it's stuffing for my family. So, man, I love dressing. How about you, Chris? Man, I love that chicken and dressing with the cranberry sauce. The sauce, Ooh. like the can where you cut it open and it oh, yeah. slides out. Yeah, it's got to have that. It's got to have that, those ridges in it from the cans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. If it doesn't have the ridges, I don't want it. Amen. So, well, you know, somebody try to make the real cranberry stuff. It's got like real cranberries in it. I'm like, uh, they're trying too hard. My wife actually yeah. makes that. 
She makes a cranberry great. salad. It, it it is great, but yeah, it, I'm used to seeing that that can. Here we go. Here's your cranberry sauce. But you know, I, I also I, really like a good raisin pie. Raisin pie? Yeah. Is that a hope thing? No, no. It's okay. A, it's just a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, something else that's really good because it actually was a tie for me was a uh, fried okra. It's a real thing. Oh man, fried okra. Yes. It's it, I feel like an almost everyday food for me. I could literally live off that stuff. I don't think you can, but that's, I'm glad you I, think that. The Lord said you can't live on bread alone, but I think what he was referring to and pointed to was fried okra. Fried okra. Pretty oh. sure. Welcome you can live that. on that stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I, I like my, my mom's dressing. She makes this incredible dressing. She can't eat it because she can't eat cornbread products anymore because of she has Crohn's. And so it's something that doesn't digest well, but she'll have me come over and I get to taste it beforehand and tell her what I think it needs more of. And, but man, for years, that's been it. I'll eat that. She'll make enough that we can freeze it and, and chomp on it for a long time. I just love that. The other question that's holiday related and still food related because you know, as Micah said, we just like food. What is your favorite Christmas goodie? What's that thing that's going to be on the, the plates, going to be on the counter that your family's going to make? Maybe it's a, a mom that makes it or it's your wife or, or somebody, or maybe you make it. You know, I'd love to, to hear about that. But uh, how about you, Chris? What's your favorite Christmas goodie? That's a tough one. Man, uh, I don't know what it's called. Probably similar to Moose Munch. Oh, okay. That's probably the best thing I can. You heard me. You heard me. (laughs) That's probably, that's probably the best term I can give it because it's probably, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I don't know. It's like powdered sugar on top of chocolate covered checks and pretzels and chocolate. So pretty much they just went on a snack aisle in Walmart, dumped it in a bowl, threw some sugar and chocolate on it. And that's your favorite treat. Yep. That sounds heavenly. I want some in the mail. (laughs) <laughs> it'll be preserved enough for sure <laughs> that's, that's true i like white chocolate covered pretzels that's just one of my go-tos love those things can munch on them how about you micah uh white chocolate popcorn yeah that's real good makes goes down the gullet real smooth like um i really like those those are delicious also another really good one puppy chow so it's like like Christmas, it might be what he's referring to, but it's like chick mix and like pretzels and they like kind of cook it in, uh, they drizzle chocolate and they like roll it in a bowl and they put powdered sugar and like coats the outside of it. Chris, was that what you were referring that's to? That's just earlier? what I said. Okay. that's exactly You just made fun of what you just said when I said it. You call yeah. it moose munch. Yeah. But again, you call it something different. And then not only that, but you, I, and I said at the end of it, I said, that actually sounds delicious. Cause I actually, what was my favorite one was, but just because you picked it, I'll pick something else. So, so I recant world of Zencaster zoom student ministry matters. People, uh, I recant. I don't like what Chris likes because God forbid. So I'm going to go ahead and pick something else. Um, fried okra. Yeah, there you go, Chris. You're welcome. I like chocolate covered fried okra. Oh, so I like chocolate-covered, peanut-covered fried okra. Wow. All right, you won up me. You got me. That's yeah, right. You win. That's right. You win. Hey, listen, guys, this week, um, as we're recording this, we actually have a giveaway going on our Instagram account, and it's going to be done by the time Ooh. this airs. But 
uh, our friends at Hill City Popcorn are giving away a pail of popcorn and you know they they've got all that good stuff and so I always like to give them a shout out for for the ways they help student ministry matters you can order uh, that online and so that's a great great thing to get a hold of so you know I want to talk about holiday wins basically some events or some activities some things that you've done over the years that think this is great, I need to keep doing this, or this really resonated with my students, with their families, and it was something that was really beneficial. And so I wanna just throw the first one out there to, to get these guys thinking and to, well, really to just share it, because I think it was a really powerful thing, is the first thing is that we put together a family Christmas caroling night. And I'm all about incorporating the family into your student ministry. And anytime you can get the whole family doing something together, that's a, a great way for you to go forward. And so what we would do is just gather everybody up either on a Wednesday night and we would pick some different folks in our, in our church that are either shut-ins or in nursing homes. They, are, they really can't get out or maybe it's some of our elderly that actually come on a Sunday morning, but we know it'd be a blessing to them. And so we would go out, we'd hit several homes, sing to them just a few Christmas carols each. And then we would meet at one last home, have some cookies and things like that together, and then disperse for the night. And so again, it wasn't a real complicated event. It wasn't really hard to do, but what it did was it allowed us the opportunity to, to serve those in the church. And so it was that one another. So you were creating some bridges generationally, you're creating an opportunity for families to, to work together and to serve together and just have some fun together because, you know, you put on a goofy Santa hat, you have a, a necklace of Christmas lights and you go out and you sing in the dark and it's cold and you brighten up somebody's night and it, but it's a very powerful thing for our students and their families as well. So I, I don't know, you guys have, have probably done that at least once or twice as, as a guy who was a youth, youth pastor slash worship guy, it was a real easy fit. Some of the churches that I've been at, they were, there was already a tradition of that going on at other places I had to start it, but I loved giving our students an opportunity to be seen and to be in front of some of these older members that they may never have met before because they're shut in. How about it, guys? What what other holiday wins have you had over the years? Chris? Last year, we did a cool thing. Now, this is this was more of a church-wide event. We did what was called an old-fashioned uh, community Christmas carol. And so in, uh, in our community, uh, there is an old historic auditorium that just has some sweet acoustics. And uh, we partnered with a few other churches in our community and just had a big night of of singing and and worship with uh, with traditional Christmas songs and then a few non traditional songs, and uh, it was very it was very cool because you had a lot of people from the community who who came. It was, this was free, um, and uh, and we, uh, you know, of course, in a in a regular year that doesn't have you know a pandemic going right. on, uh, there you know our community has a Christmas lighting. Uh, a Christmas parade and all this kind of stuff. And so we just kind of did it um, hand in hand with that, where people who were leaving the parade could easily come and be a part. So it was more of a community outreach, um, but also 
served as a, as a really, just a really cool time for our church uh, to gather together along with other churches as well. And it was just, it was just a real hit. We had a great time with it. Um, I had, we had students involved. That's why I bring it up is because several of my students uh, in our student ministry are, are, are talented uh, musicians. And so they, they played in that, they sang in that, and it was just a cool thing for families to be a part of. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that was, that was a win for us last year. One of the things that I've read about, heard about, listened about is that Christmas is often underutilized as an outreach event. It is something everybody is looking forward to. And this year, especially they're looking for some extra cheer in their life. Um, because of just the way things have happened. One of the things that you can do is you can, if you have the technology mindset, if you are uh, technologically advanced, which I'm not, uh, but think about getting, see if the website is available for your town. Christmas in Hope or Christmas in Rogers or Christmas in Fayetteville and utilize that as a, as a platform. And so somebody, you can tell somebody, hey, we're having this event and this event and this event. Now, again, we're not talking about being event driven. Uh, we always want to make our events purposeful. We want to make sure that we're doing those things uh, with intentionality. And so that was a fantastic way for, for Chris's group to reach out and to be a part of the community and, and to really have an impact. One of the things that we did, what was another win for us, is that we had this opportunity to go to some uh, the VA up, is up here in Fayetteville. And so we packed up little bags that had little goodies for those that are in the, in the VA. And, and we would go and we sang through the hallways. And then in each room, we would hand out a little bag of goodies that would be with that person. And so it, there was a, a twofold thing. One, they were gathering up items, the kids and our students were involved in that. And then we were packing them up together before we went out. And so it was just, it was kind of tied into some of that uh, Christmas caroling, uh, but it was a little bit different type of thing. Uh, in addition to that, one, another nursing home event that we did uh, wasn't about so much about caroling. It was about creating bags for all of its residents. And so again, it was a matter of the students and children had an opportunity to gather up these items. And then we spent one night before our big party that we would have making all of these bags and they were going to be delivered after the fact because they just, you know, 20 kids going to a hundred different rooms would have been craziness. Uh, but that was a, it was a good, it was a win for us and a, a win because of, of it helped our students and children look outside of themselves. And Christmas, as we know, has a tendency to be very inward focused. What do you want on your list? What do you want? You know, everybody's asking that question. Well, I want to give. I want my students to to understand that we need to give <laughs> and to be a part of that. So, Chris, you got one? Yeah, well, I think this just goes hand in hand with with what you were saying. You know, something that I think probably a lot of our churches are at least familiar with are the Christmas shoe boxes. And uh and, and I well, I don't want to assume that, but I know that the shoe box ministry is something that we do at our church and that I bring that up because uh, the last several years since I've been here, we have a, a small group of ladies uh, who are faithful in that ministry in our church, and they continually want to see that that grow each year. and And I've found that they are uh, have have been really excited that 
our students have partnered with them yeah. during the holiday season. So that's a, that's a simple thing that maybe, maybe your church is already doing. That was something that our church was already doing. And I wanted our students to be able to, to just be a part of that. And so it really helped out those, those ladies uh, for us to, we actually hosted a, as a student ministry event uh, on one Wednesday night, we just, man, we set up a bunch of tables and we did like a, just a, sorting table where we're putting them in the boxes and just kind of gathering it all up. And then we pick a day to go together and, and deliver them. And hmm. so um, this year we, it, it was very much different because we didn't do the hands-on sorting party, but like uh, we had a lot of people from our church um, actually make boxes themselves. And so tomorrow I'll be taking a group of students to deliver them. And so that's, you know, again, that's just something it's small, uh, but it gets, it gets kids involved. It gets, it lets them have uh, a certain level of ownership on a certain portion of, of, uh, of, of the church as far as the ministry goes. And then it's super encouraging to, to the, uh, to those ministry leaders who are heading up that particular effort. Um, so anyway, I just, that, that crossed my brain as you were talking, Dan. And so I, I think that's a great opportunity whenever we can, uh, we can we can get involved with things that are already going on within the church, and that way we don't have to create or feel like we have to create these big new things. We just, man, let's plug in what we're with what we're already doing. Well, it, and it ties your church body together. That's absolutely. I love seeing that. I love seeing yep. students and and seniors working on a project together because that brings life to our seniors and it brings wisdom. Uh, to those high school students. I, I think about my, my own daughter. My daughter loves hanging out with, with old people. <laughs> she, <laughs> she just does. She, she, we have a, a lady, Grandma Pat, who is a part of our life group. And my daughter is a part of our life group because we have this intergenerational group. And she would just sit there for hours and listen to Grandma Pat talk about life when she was a kid and what it was like. It was just, it, I love seeing those things. So yeah, you don't have to, to be a creator of so many new things, but finding ways for, to plug in your students, to plug into what's already happening. So yeah. Micah, you got any ministry ideas or things that, that have happened in yours? I just enjoyed celebrating with our students. I love the time of year. And uh, every year we've done kind of a variation of the same thing. We would do, uh, like select a gift, like a dollar amount, like maybe like $2 if the area is really poor or a dollar. Rachel and I would always try to buy a couple extra gifts for the kids that couldn't buy them so they could participate. So that anybody that showed up could participate with us. We'd sit in a circle and, and there'd be like gifts. And, and, you know, some of them are like Nerf guns and some of them are like Bibles and um, just, just different gifts that people brought. And then uh, Rachel would read a story from the Bible. I was like, I think it's either Luke 1 or Matthew 1 or somewhere in there about the traveling um, of, of Mary and Joseph and kind of the birth of Jesus. And each time she said a word, they would rotate the gift left to right. It's like she would pick a word and she would say, you know, if I say they, then you have to pass it to the right. If I say, you know, him, you have to pass it to the left. So like it kind of mixed it. Oh, up. She didn't okay. know who was going to get it. Uh, we always enjoyed that. And the kids got to hear the Christmas story. And, and I didn't realize even um, when we started this the first time, I was thinking it was Rachel's idea. I must, in fact, I'm just going to give it to her because I'm almost positive it was. But one thing that was really neat about that story was there were students that were telling us just over the past 14 years that they'd never heard the Christmas story at Christmas. Um, wow. In sermons, they were, somebody was doing a, you know, preaching or something on a Christmas sermon. But a lot of these students that we had talked with hadn't read for themselves or been taught or just heard this, the whole story from the beginning. 
and that was really eye opening. So I, I don't know that happened kind of early for us. And so we, we decided kind of from then on that, um, and especially with all the family stuff going on that's required at Christmas, that's so stressful. As we saw before, we were a family. We, we just kind of decided like, you know, let's, let's not do a bunch of things. Let's like, if the church already has a lot of events and let, let's just try to have like a fellowship time for them that's simple together where we can spend together, they can hear the Christmas story. And, and I wouldn't exposition, you know, Rachel's reading the story to them. Uh, we always um, asked some ladies in the church if they weren't too busy um, and had the resources to cook some food for us, like some Christmas food. Mm, that yeah. was awesome. I enjoyed that because they, it was always so, so such good food. Like we, so we, they'd come in, you know, we'd decorate it like the girls, if, whoever wanted to sh- sign up the week before to kind of get ready for that Christmas service we would have on a Wednesday night before all the chaos. Uh, the girls or the guys, whoever wanted to show up and help decorate like they could, and we would decorate the student room and like lights and Christmas trees and just like, you know, let it kind of be their own. And then we would come together. And so there's music when they come in, you know, Christmas music playing, which is so cool. Like uh, just for King Country has an awesome album that we'd kind of play during Christmas or something else. And anyways, they'd come in, we'd pray together and we'd do like one worship song, something like acoustic and, you know, a cajon um, or of a djembe and just something basic and then eat some food together. And then uh, Rachel, we'd do that gift time. And then afterwards I would just kind of tell them uh, re- like re- go over the year and just what God had done and, and how he wants us to focus on him every day of the week, every day, uh, every day of our lives. And it's kind of the same every year, but we did, we did variations of it. But I think the core of it was fairly simple. When we were at um, Damascus, we were there a, a good good little while we would change the story like which gospel you know we would cover um we might cover a different gospel uh but yeah we we really enjoyed that and it was a sweet time for us uh, we did a caroling thing one time as somebody mentioned that earlier that was really that's awesome like just getting a bunch of kids like hey if you can't sing who cares like we're gonna go help shut-ins and just go sing and we we did that one time and yeah that's that's kind of how it normally went for us i, I always felt culturally forced to kind of make christmas eventing um, a little less just just because I, I always heard from people it was so hard on them like mm-hmm. I always heard couples right December 1st like I'd see young dads just come to church weary and I'd be like hey yeah. what's going on yeah. you know and they'd say I'm just trying to get my mind ready for all it's going to cost and all the traveling and you know and I got, my, this, my son's dealing with this as you know and I'm just like man I always felt so bad like and now that I am a parent I, I hope you know that uh, if you know just some I wouldn't say advice but just the thought that I, I, I had that I want to say for anybody listening to this, like, you don't, have, and I think all of us have, would agree with this, but just don't think you have to be creative and, and over event Christmas. And just, just know, like, this is a great time for families to reflect and get back together and the hustle and bustle of life. And, and I think, you know, student ministry workers just try to, to point them uh, to a, a service where they can hear the story of Jesus's birth and the celebration of who he is a great guide there and, and then also just really be cognizant of your parents really be cognizant of the the students and that they're they're finishing finals you know parents are trying to provide there's hustle and bustle and everybody's running around so just be very cognizant and aware and and and, and guys if you're that parent you know as a student ministry worker we love you and we cherish you and, and we want you to just be able to celebrate christmas um really well with your family and um just know that we love you and know that uh, and appreciate your struggle trying to get your students together to celebrate Christmas and keep going, keep pursuing it and, and preach the gospel and, and show them Christ uh, in the nativity, show them well, um, and just don't over event Christmas. Um, it's a big deal, but just really don't over event it. Yeah. That's, there's a couple of things in there, Micah, that I just really liked. One, uh, the Christmas 
gift game is one of those things that I've often wondered about. Most of the time when you do that sort of thing, it is this barbaric uh, survival of the fittest. Let's see who can take what from who. And, you know, it's, it, it could be fun, quote unquote. (laughs) Uh, But I love the simplicity of what you just described. Here's the Christmas story, something that, again, a lot of families don't take the time to read or to to look at. And so some of our students may never have that tradition. And that's what you created there was a simple tradition for your group. You engaged your, your seniors or your senior citizens, your, your, you know, your mature members, as we call them, to, to make food for your students. So, I mean, you were engaging others to help in that. I, I just, man, that was, that was great. You guys have any other wins that we want to share? Things that, that have gone really well? You know, something that's, that has remained um, just a part of what we do, we have a Christmas party. It's just one thing that we do. So I'm not trying to go against what Micah just said to over-invent things, but we, we, have, a, we have a party. And it's just, it's just our gathering, every, a lot of like what he described. Um, we do an ugly sweater, you know, Christmas party. And oh, so the yeah. kids yes. who want to make an ugly sweater <laughs> do that. And so we just have fun with it. You know, there's food and all this kind of thing. But then one element that has – remained a constant is um you guys have probably seen it before it's not original to me i think i saw it on facebook one year in fact it's kind of evolved as far as how we do it but it's um basically just a big saran wrap ball you know with a bunch of stuff inside of it you know and so in fact i i I mentioned tonight to our kids because we're recording right now on a wednesday night I mentioned to them i was like hey don't forget you know we got our christmas party coming up and they're like are we playing the saran wrap game I was like, oh yeah. And so I, I have, I have, I always leave a little bit of money in my budget to be able to go and, and make a, about a $50 saran wrap ball. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so at the very center of it, you know, is the big prize. It might be a gift card to Chick-fil-A or uh, a Visa prepaid card or something like that. But then all throughout, I mean, I just go to Dollar Tree and I just buy a bunch of candy and different things like that. And hopefully everybody gets a turn and gets something, you know, but anyway, that, so that's a lot of fun. We do that. I, I remember this is not something that I've done as a youth pastor, um, just simply because it's, it just hasn't really fit in what we do. I mean, I, I could, I could certainly do it, but it just families, our families and our churches are probably already doing this on their own. In fact, I know they are, but growing up in the small church that I did, one thing I always appreciated from um, my pastor or any volunteer that was helping out with our, our student, our we didn't have a student ministry. It was just, there was me and a couple other kids, you know, in my small church. And, uh, but they would, you know, they would take time to, uh, load us up in the church van and man, they would drive us through a nativity scene, you know, drive through Bethlehem or something like that. That was local or take us to see some Christmas lights. And again, I, I couldn't tell you exactly where we went, but I just remember, being together and making that memory, you know, with, with Mm -hmm. them and with the friends that I grew up with. And so, you know, it's just, it's little stuff like that, that I think tend to be formative in our, in our lives. Um, I think there's certainly, we definitely do things with, uh, like you said, Dan, with intention, um, we want to have purpose to it, but I, I totally, I totally think that sometimes the purpose is just to be together and just to be, just to have fun and, and let that just be, what it's about. And so I don't think we have to overthink it. Now I've also tried uh, doing an Advent series, you know, uh, with families and try to lead them through that. That's I've I've seen some success with that this year. We're just simply going to make a a certain Advent devotional available 
for our people. And if they want to use that, they can. Um, but we're, we're not going to uh, lead them through it and make it feel like it's a, a formal thing. We just want them to be able to have that resource as a family. Those are just some ideas uh, that are on top of my head as, as we just kind of finish up this one. You know, I really enjoy at our church, we have what we have a couple of traditions that are church wide that we've used for the past several years. Um, we have the Advent candles at the front of our church and that we utilize those. And it's something that I had never done until coming to Calvary. And I really enjoy it. I like that whole series. I enjoy that time. We also have a Christmas Eve service. We're taking advantage of that time and reaching out and we're still going to have that and it ends up being a candlelight service at the very end of it. A uh, real neat time for families to come together and to enjoy. But you know, as we look at this COVID holiday, <laughs> um, trying to figure that out and what that looks like, you know, I was going to see if you guys had any, any ideas. I have, I've got a couple that I want to share. Um, one is I'm looking at creating almost like an advent box for the families. Now, I'm, my responsibilities in my church are go a little bit younger than maybe your standard youth pastor, but my job is to cradle to college is who I, I minister to. And so I'm looking at any family that has kids, whether they are 18 and a senior in high school or all the way down, I'm looking at creating a box of just things to help the family celebrate the holidays a little bit better because we're having to cancel some parties. We're having to cancel some of the typical events that we've had. And so if I can create a box and deliver it to them or have them pick it up, it's going to be a great way for them to kind of share the holidays together with intention, uh, you know, in that mind mindset. In that box, I'm hoping to include uh, a very simple thing that our students or kids can do and that is some blank Christmas cards that they can actually write Christmas cards to some of our shut-ins and that they can mail those out and say, Hey, happy holidays. And that's, you know, Merry Christmas and, and those type of things. And, and so that's, those are a couple of things that I'm looking at that are easy to do. Well, not easy to do. It's, it's going to take a lot of thought and I have to gather several things to put together for a box, but it's something that can be done whether or not we're in a pandemic season. And so this is a, a great way. Do you guys have any other ideas for, you know, COVID holiday, holiday brainstorming, you know, that we can help our listeners out with? I, I would just, one thing that's been on my mind, I'm not saying we're going to do this. I've been thinking about it. So, yeah. I, so I'm going to voice it on here and, and maybe it'll be helpful to somebody, but it's something you've already said, Dan, you know, and, and it's the idea of caroling. I know that, um, uh, there's questions there. Should we gather in a group and go caroling and singing and all that yeah. kind of thing? And that's yeah. certainly valid depending on where you are to certainly think through that. But my thought is because of the nature of 2020 and the effect that it's had on the older members of our church and the fact that they haven't seen in person, many of our people mm, very much yeah. this year, how much of a, how much of an encouragement that would be to them if, if we could just stand in their yard for, five or 10 minutes and, and just sing to them, you know, even if they're looking at us through a, through a glass door um, or a window, just how much, how much of, of encouragement that would be this year um, as it would be any year. But right. so that's been, I've been rolling that through my mind. Is that something we want to do? Is that something we want to try to do? Um, and uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, that, I think that's a, 
certainly a good thought as far as encouraging our people uh, during this time. Uh, and of course, like you said, there's different ways to do that, making care packages and, uh, and doing stuff like that. I think it's just depending on where you are and who your people are and right context. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, and you know, you want to be smart about it depending on where you are. And, but yeah, I mean, that, so that I haven't personally, uh, I haven't thought a whole uh, too creatively about that. Um, uh, but the caroling aspect has been, has been on my mind and, and how that could be an uplifting thing for our people. Sure. Mike, do you have any ideas? Uh, you know, I'm not a student pastor right now, so I might just bow out on this one just because I don't want to come across fake or anything. I haven't had a, a season to to think through this in this pandemic, man. I've, um, I, I guess just with my family, one thing that I'm trying to do this year as a, just a father and, um, you know, a Christian, um, not pastoring right now, and um, we, we've decided to make some decisions to um, kind of follow the Advent and, um, you know, carefully, obviously, um, and enjoy that. And uh, as I'm trying to disciple my son, we're going to start shifting towards some um, full Christmas stories. And mm. um, Roman gets excited about reading every night. Um, so, so for Christmas this year, it's just going to be us, my little family unit, for the first time together. When, when Roman's like at an age where he can comprehend and understand what's what's going on a little bit better. And uh, so we enjoyed it last year together. We enjoyed uh, being with family during that time because we had to sell our house, obviously. But this year we have a Christmas tree in our apartment here in KC. And with COVID going on, it's been really tough. But, man, we're going to sit at the Christmas tree and we're going to uh, open some presents. And then the moment we're done, um, we've invited some single students that were not able to go home for Christmas. And they're going to come eat lunch with us and spend Christmas with us. And, and um, I know that probably some people would disagree with me on that because of COVID and stuff, but I, I would just want to uh, kind of a brainstorming idea, not pastorally, but I uh, just, you know, remember people, remember guys that there's a lot of hurt people out there that are not able to come home um, for the holidays. And there's a lot of students out there that are really dealing with a lot. And I'm a risk taker. I know both my <laughs> brothers may disagree with me here and that's perfectly fine. I, I think that's great. And they may agree with me. I don't know. But don't be afraid to open your home to those kids that may not have a great Christmas home. Um, that's not stepping on too many toes or getting in between you and the family. I'm excited about our Christmas with these two, three guys that are coming to our house. I don't know them very well, but you know, God, God still wants to use you uh, in, in during COVID. And um, there's still people out there that are homeless and still people that are out there that are hungry. And so don't let the coronavirus scare your, your faith away. So I just think that's just something I want to impart to my son and enjoy this year with my family as uh not a pastor. So I guess the best idea I think I obviously I can think of guys is, man, uh, don't forget your family during this time. Micah, that, those are good words. They really are. I think back to when my dad managed Walmart stores when I was growing up, we live in different places. We couldn't get back to family. And so he would open up our home to uh, firefighters and police who happened to be on duty. And he would say, Hey, come by our house. We're going to have some cookies and milk and stuff like that for you help celebrate the holidays. That's harder this year. We know it is. And so I think Micah said it best. Don't let the fear chase your faith away. And um, it's, that's just a vital thing. As we look at the holidays and as we think about how God wants to use us and use us to impact and work with our students, don't be afraid. Jump out and get creative. Reach out to other youth pastors and other student ministry workers that are trying to figure this out too, share ideas that it can be a 
big help. Talk with your parents, see what they're comfortable with. See what, make sure your pastor is okay with whatever you're doing as well. You want to work as a cohesive unit, but know that God can use this as, as he always does is a special time to reach people with the gospel. And that's what we want to do. Reach students, share with students. We want them to know more about Jesus. Why do we do that? Well, we do that because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.